BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. A wall, wa- 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 <laughs> I should probably edit that. <laughs> you probably should. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. I remember last week I read that part and I got all <laughs> mealy mouth. So we'll let you stay on there with your Thanks mealy mouth so as much, well. sir. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. But so. first, we're going to talk about getting started in BDSM, more specifically, how you and I took the path to get started in BDSM and what lessons we learned that we can pass on to other people. Exactly. So, And we probably should have scrolled through the old podcast to see if we've done this before, but I don't think we have. I, I actually started off today scrolling through the old podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, mining them for topics, to be honest. And no, I did not come across this. Okay, all right. Well, we did have someone on FetLife ask us to talk about fire, but you said you found that for, on episode 56 from March of 2010. Yes. Uh, probably time to talk about that again. Uh, we, we know who, just who to talk to about that. And um, I was thinking of priestess topping talking about that but you mm-hmm. said we did that with episode 130 something yes yes <laughs> so. that was a uh, lady elsa and boy chris were our guest for that oh that's right and that that's really right. got us on the whole path of uh topping as a spiritual practice right right having words <laughs> for it because i think we've been doing it for years um i just showed somebody our write-up that is in um kink magic by taylor elwood oh, right on. we've got an essay in there from years and years ago taylor elwood and lupa so something we did with uh, Slave A way back at Cupid. Oh, good gosh. Isn't that a yes, long time ago? Yes. <laughs> so, Don, I'm looking forward to talking to you about how you got started in BD- how we got started in BDSM. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of other things to talk about as well. But first, so let me start off with this question. Uh-oh. The, this, and because I, I happen to know the answer, it predates Dan in your life. How did you, what was your first BDSM experience? It was pre-Dan? Yes, it my was. My first BDSM experience? Yes, it was. Oh, I knew you, though. But it was before we got yeah. together as a couple. Yeah, it was certainly, yeah. We right. were friends. So are you talking about the, um, the wedding mm-hmm. pre-party that mm-hmm. I went to? What are those called? Wedding showers. That, yes. It was a leather wedding shower. So that was my first BDSM experience. So um, I had found somebody online and decided someone took me under her wing and said, hey, you've just been doing this online. How about coming to something real? There's a wedding shower with demos. And um, this is the group that was around before Guilty Pleasures, which is what does the stage shows now. And um, I went to this wedding shower, and I got spanked for the first time. It totally freaked my ex-husband out. I tried the violent wand. I saw rope. Wasn't particularly too interested in that. But I also saw the couple that were getting married. Mm -hmm. And they were all decked out in leather, and she was in a collar and leash and kneeling beside him. And just the way they looked at each other. So I kind of knew that's what I wanted. But the spanking freaked 
like I said, freaked my ex-husband out. I wanted somebody that could spank me to show him that I had enough padding where he couldn't hurt me because mm-hmm. he had no interest in spanking me. And he still had no interest afterwards when I had the bruise on my on my ass. And um, so 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 the next day at work, I took you for a car ride because I wanted to show somebody that I thought would appreciate it. Yes. And it took me forever to show you that spot because I had known you for a long time. So, so where was the spanking taking place at? Where was the spanking? Yes. Where did it take place? Like on my body? Or? No, no. In, in, it, was uh, in a, um, it was a nightclub yeah. of some sort. It so, doesn't exist anymore. No, but that nightclub had like a BDSM show or something where they yes, would, they would yes. take people from the audience. Mm-hmm. Or actually, not even from it the audience. Like from, yeah, it was like stations. It was like stations. So club goers could go up to these different stations and get these experiences. Right, right. So like I said, before Guilty Pleasures. Yes. That's what this was. So I don't know that it was before Guilty Pleasures. I thought it was Guilty Pleasures. I, it was probably the original owner of it. Right. And I don't remember if that's what they called themselves. But yeah, Guilty Pleasures did morph mm-hmm. from that group. So um, yeah, so it happened at a nightclub. And um, yeah, so, so my friend Dan... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is who I ended up showing the bruise on my butt to very quickly because <laughs> I was shy. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I'm blushing. The way that you, which is quite bizarre actually, but if I remember correctly, the way you ended up showing me that bruise is because I told you to. Yeah. And we finally got is. to the point where I realized I was going to simply tell you right. to go ahead and show me that bruise. Right. So that you could have. And that began our real path of power exchange, where I was giving you the empowerment to be your authentic self. Uh huh. I'm uh. getting wet. <laughs> also, part of your authentic self. So uh, that's Ooh, just that memory is awesome. <laughs> so that's how we started, uh, uh-huh. and how you started. But you started on your own. As far as I, going there, getting your first BDSM experience. I did. I did. And um, I took the ex-husband, who was the husband at the time, um, with me because I wanted some support and I wanted to involve him. And here I had this new interest and I really wanted to bring him along mm-hmm. and um, just didn't work out. So just didn't work out. Was not his thing. But, um, but I tell you, I did share with the whole community here something that helped interest me in the whole BDSM thing. Do you remember what that was? No. That was movie night. The first BDSM movie night, which was actually where we do like rated R, hard R Mm -hmm. movies or R movies. uh, Movies that have a BDSM theme that are not necessarily that that end up in real movie theaters. Even Mm -hmm. if they're independent movie theaters, not necessarily, right, not porn. Right, right. So, and it was uh, Dangerous Touch with Lou Diamond Phillips. Which still few people have heard of. Few people have heard of it, and oh my god, <laughs> just the way he uses her and ties her up and <laughs> totally worked for you, if I remember correctly. Yes, totally works for me. So uh, we're going to talk in just a moment about the, our first interactions, our first BDSM scenes, mm-hmm. and importantly, the things we fucked up that other people should try to avoid. <laughs> I'm sure we could think of a few of those. I have a few in mind already. <laughs> oh, Before no. we get there, I do want to tell people. So we've been going on and on about the Serotic Awakening Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that uh, today, the people of, well, recently, I don't know, not today, but really recently, people of kink, uh, and then today, Passion, Soul, and uh, Kinky and Curious, and the fearless submissive 
all came out today, within the last couple of days. Oh, really? All with that Erotic Awakening Podcast Network front bumper. Great. Along with, of course, our pay, mm-hmm. podcast. So the not only is the um, network growing, it is actually sustainable at this point. We've got shows, five different shows that came out in the last 48 hours or so. So no reason for you not to have to listen to Kink for an extended period of time anymore. i got to finish my Stephen King book. The Dark Tower, though I'm waiting for you to catch up. Okay, Because once I finish it, then I can listen to the podcast. Oh, you can listen to the podcast. Okay, great. (laughs) I did listen to um, People of Kink for the first 10 minutes because you told me that Crazy Heart (laughs) mentioned me. So, and then, yeah, I'll listen to the rest of it soon (laughs) in my lineup. I have just started to listen to before this podcast. uh, On the way back from getting our chicken wings, I was listening to The Fearless Submissive with Mm. Julie R. Um, And that is a fantastic show to have on the network because it is a demographic uh, that that the other shows don't necessarily hit. This is by a submissive, from a submissive's viewpoint. Um, And it's a great voice that speaks to other submissives and gives the, the... Capital letter types, something to listen to and learn from as well. Awesome. So I will give it a listen. So you remember the very first scene that you and I had? The very first scene you and I had? That would had to have been our first interview. Yes, it was. Whoa. So, <laughs> so you're going to have me so... We're scening tonight, right? <laughs> but we do want to share people some things that they can, they can look for, mistakes that we made. And things they can avoid. Not during that first interview. That no, was no. All I remember. Stuff. I can remember mistakes that were made. Now, this during the first, first one or the yeah, second one? During the first one. Because the second one, there was one made too. During the first one. Uh huh. Now, this one people don't have to worry about anymore because we all have. Oh, that cell phones. mistake. <laughs> so we all have cell phones. We all have texting. But right. So now you remember what it is. Now I remember what yes, it was. Go on. So we had a beeper, a pager. Mm-hmm. And um, once I got done, I I was off for the day. And once I got done with the errand that I had to do, it was a doctor's appointment or something like that, I was supposed to go to a payphone and text you something specific, stating which would state that, yes, I truly wanted to do the interview. Mm -hmm. Right? I had a way to back out by not texting you. Right. So I went to the payphone and I, I buckled down and went to the payphone and tried to text you, and your text would not. What was it? It wouldn't take. It wouldn't take from a payphone. Right. So I couldn't text you from a payphone. And it wasn't even. It's not even texting at that point. It was right, a matter of right. You're just the, the, the callback number. The certain we we determined that a certain code would be part of the callback number. Right. And it right. just wouldn't accept it. It wouldn't would not take it. So. Um, so I ended up calling you at your desk, and you kind of had that disappointed voice because I was calling yes. instead of paging you with the code. Which I assumed meant that you were backing out. I was backing, backing out. out, right. And instead, I had to stammer that, no, I wasn't backing out, that the number wouldn't take, and this was me giving you the number, even though I couldn't do it through the pager. Right. So, and then I think I came and picked you up from work. Or something. I don't remember that piece. I don't remember how we got together. Because I kind of remember that part. And then I remember getting in your car. Because you were looking for a park. Yes. Which we couldn't find. (laughs) So we ended up in a hotel, which we weren't going to do. Absolutely. We actually planned not to do that. So um, the, the lessons I would take from that. First off, the first problem, of course, you don't have this issue of... Not having, you know, you can't phone because we all have pagers and or 
We all have walking. We all have computers, <laughs> computers. in our pockets. Not that you could have called, emailed, texted me at this right. point. Right. Oh. But the the lesson from this is so. Lesson number one is that you may have a plan in mind, but you have to be flexible. Right. Allow yourself to understand this isn't going to be like a porn movie, right? Mm -hmm. Things are going to happen you didn't expect. You might have this planned out. Your first ever scene is going to go like this, 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 and it just does not work out. Because of any, any, who knows what kind of factors, right? right? In our case, it was a technology issue. It was a location of a certain thing issue. We managed to be flexible and rolled with the punches. And that first scene went quite well. Mm-hmm. It certainly led to a second scene. It did. It did. Those were interviews. They weren't supposed to be <coughs> oh, scenes. Oh, interviews. Right, right. We called it. <laughs> and it really was. That was the point of that right. scene. You were, I was interviewing you to see if you would be a worthy. Well, oh, a worthy Yes, a worthy uh, submissive Yay. to my fantastically skillful <laughs> dominance that I had zero actual experience with. I know, but you were such a natural. I remember driving <laughs> around in the car, and I had a button-down shirt on, mm-hmm. and you told me to unbutton my shirt. And I was like, but there are cars coming. And you're like, I don't care. Unbutton your shirt. And I can remember just, oh, my God, my hands shook and... Mm. I unbuttoned the shirt, though, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know if you were expecting that or not, because so, we had known each other before this. This was not just interviewing each other. It was shifting a friendship, so it was kind of terrifying. <laughs> we are going to get to part two <laughs> of our... Uh... But notice, I did not go, oh, the universe must not want me to do this That's because true. the payphone yeah. is not working. Right. So I, I was I was determined once I made that decision. Oh, <laughs> the things you put me through. <laughs> I did indeed. Um, so we're going to get to that second scene, mm-hmm. uh, interview. second interview, <laughs> which we have more failed to talk about with that one as well. And I will keep in mind that we have been together for since 2001 at this point, at least. Form, for, formerly collar since 2001. It was 99. When we moved in together. So apparently those fails weren't such a big deal. Right. We got through them. But uh, before we get to that second <coughs> interview, um, <laughs> uh, hey, guess who liked us on Facebook? Who? Nobody. But that's okay. <laughs> because Bat, Sindarian, and GoCoogs2010 subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Oh, um, great. Which should be leading us to actually put something on YouTube at some time. We've actually oh, decided yeah. we're going to... Work out our schedule to do a once a month um, instead of the audio podcast. We'll do a, a video podcast. Thank you for not making it a surprise today, though, sir. Yes, we just got back from the zoo, and well, my hair—it's it's really strange. Your nose is yes. sunburned. Is my nose sunburned? Well, yes. we can't have that when we podcast. That's terrible. <laughs> and I did like uh, Alicia f- did like us on Facebook. Oh yeah. As did oh on Facebook and Carlos from GLLA, awesome. And Alex. Sasha C. as well, all licked us on Facebook. It's neat that Carlos, our uh, event producer of, uh, of the GLLA, who I actually work for at GLLA when I do the producer. MC. Oh, entertainment producer, correct, mm-hmm. correct. Uh, liked he, us on the Facebook. I like Carlos. Yeah, he's a good he's guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. So the second scene. So the second scene, and I don't remember <clears throat> why we decided to do a second scene, because the first scene actually For inter- interview, I should oh, say. Oh, interview. Yes. <laughs> well, because the first one was so much fun. The first one was a lot of fun. Maybe we just didn't believe that that could really... Well, the second... I tell you what, the, the other one that we had on the first one, 
to go back to the first one for a moment, which probably led to why we wanted to do a second one, mm-hmm. we did have a fail on the first one as well. You had a particular trigger that I stepped on and, and uh, triggered yeah. on that first interview. It's not... and. And it's hard for me to come up with what advice do you give people on this one because it's not anything that we considered. I don't even know if you were aware that it was a trigger before it happened. I don't think so, and I'm really not pulling back what it was. So, Well, I'll help to remind you later, but you remember, there was yeah. such a thing happening. So I don't really know what you do. I think for us, mm-hmm. the response to that was, let's have a second interview. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to say, oh, no, I stepped on your, one of your triggers. I caused you angst. Let's right. go ahead and throw in the towel. Right. We said, it's okay. Let's keep going. And that's what we mm-hmm. did for that scene. And we set up this second interview we to did. continue along this naughty path. I will say, from the second interview, things that worked that stand up in my mind was I had you, mis- I had you bathe my feet uh-huh. and then fuck my foot. Mm-hmm. That worked out quite well. Um, Do you remember marking your territory in the shower? Oh, yes. <laughs> Good Lord, we moved fast in those days. <laughs> and fucking me against the door I while people were walking by in the hallway? don't recall fucking you in the door while people were walking against by. Against the door, yeah. Hmm. No. I remember having you against the door. You know, well, maybe you it like, wasn't fucking. Maybe yeah, I think was I was just. just okay. I was just using the fingers and the uh-huh. uh, tongue and stuff. Oh, because we didn't. Yes. Oh my God, we didn't fuck for the first eleven months that we were dating. Eleven months that we were. Yeah, yeah. That That's we were dating. a separate story altogether. <laughs> so um, I, I do fucking. recall. Now that I think about it, during that scene, we had your second trigger revealed, and that is actually kind of neat. Uh, in that you suddenly decided to become vulnerable to me. So I'm pushing around all these vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and these things are popping up. Yeah, see, and I don't remember that one completely either, but you got triggered as well. Yes, and that was mm-hmm. a really interesting thing is that I too got triggered. And that's, so, I don't know, but how do you describe what is the fail? I remember what the difficulty was is that once our scene was wrapped, I wanted to get out of there because I was feeling pretty weirded out. Right. Causing, doing, I tell you, one of the things that you find, you may find as a dom, and you said earlier that I was a natural for it, and I was, I had the natural skill, but part mm-hmm. of me was really fucked with the idea that I could do this BDSM scene causing, you know, spankings and all this kind of BDSM stuff to another person. Right. Um, and it really made me look in the mirror and think, what am I, some kind of a freaky sadist? Because at mm-hmm. that time, we didn't know any of, anybody else that was doing this stuff. Right. Other than you had some casual acquaintances. So it was kind of difficult for me to like, you know, and I had to look in the mirror and say, you know, what are you, a freak? Yeah. That you enjoy this kind of right. stuff? And I, I ended up having to chase you down. Mm-hmm. So, because I wasn't after something that was so wonderful and we had made it through, you know, me having a couple of triggers and just making it through all of that and making this decision and it was wonderful and I needed to chase you down literally mm-hmm. until, you know, you stopped the car and I followed you in my car and we talked it out. So... So what is that? What do you? But what would you advise somebody based on that? I mean, again, it's a really challenging one. It's a challenging one because I don't know that it'll come up with people. But um, I guess to be kind to the other person as they try to, because I, I felt like I needed to be kind to you. Mm-hmm. That that everything was okay. You know, this was consensual. I didn't see you as a bad person. I didn't, you know. And I think that's what you were worried about was being seen as a bad person or being a bad person. Being so a bad person. I just yes. needed to be kind to you and it, and let you. Uh, you know, it's different. It, well, at least for us, it was challenging because we didn't have 
two million people on FetLife no. that were all sharing this kind we of stuff. We had a few people on IRC that I was chatting with, and then the one person that I'd met real time that invited me to that party that I didn't know anybody at and had not made friends at. So it's not like I was still in communication with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just that one person. So. I kind of knew there was other people, but it was only that one evening. So I think my advice for this situation indirectly would have helped, would work out, and it did, wasn't possible for us because it didn't exist at that time, mm-hmm. is to go to the local munches and right. sloshes. Because that does you a number of benefits, but the one that really would have benefited me was I would have seen that for our very first BDSM munch we ever went to, there was 25 people there. Right. And they looked like everybody else. They were normal-looking people. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a great benefit to me to say, oh, well, I guess we're, I'm, I'm not some kind of freak. I'm, or if I am, I'm just like these other 25, 30 freaks. It also would have given me the advantage of having some other people I could have gone to and talked to and said, hey, I'm dealing with this thing or that thing. Have you ever had to deal with that? Mm-hmm. So the, the advice on that one would be, it's pretty valuable to have a community, a real-time community of people that at least you can compare yourself and some against and say, well, I'm no worse or better than anybody else. I stress the real-time because even though we do have this, this wonderful FetLife thing you can go to now, if I go to FetLife and I post something, I have no clue who's responding. And anything you post, half the people will agree, the other half will disagree. Just to disagree. Just to disagree. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our second scene. That is. But you know what else helped me a little bit after um, after both of those to help me be okay with me being okay was actually an episode on real sex. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first episodes, and it was about this couple that made floggers, this elderly couple in England, I think it was, that made floggers. And for the filming of the real sex, they invited two of their um, couple friends over, right? And one couple is a biker-looking couple, but the other couple is just this soft, sweet couple. She's in a cape. He's dressed in regular clothes. Mm -hmm. They come into the apartment, but when she takes her cape off, she's naked. And they put her over a spanking bench. And just the look on her face as she is being flogged on the spanking bench for this TV show is just, it's, a, it's pretty amazing. I mean, if it, was a, if it was big enough or important enough or known enough to be on a TV show mm-hmm. okay. and be portrayed in that manner that it's sensual and, you know, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that, that kind of boosted my confidence a little bit. And I will say, for, and just a shout out for real sex, the other one that you enjoyed was the spanking couple because they were pretty normal looking people. Mm-hmm. She was a plump girl. Mm-hmm. He was an average looking guy. And it right. helps you to say, oh, you mean right. I don't have to be a, a model. Right. Which right. it's unfortunate that in later years or real sex actually stopped doing real people. Yeah. And they started and using models. Replacing but... the real people with the models. Anyway. So there's scene number two. Mm-hmm. And interview had, number two. Interview number two. And we had some <laughs> success and fails. I tell mm-hmm. you, the uh, the foot worshiping thing was was really fucking hot. By the way, that was. Isn't that the one where you also sent me to go get the bottle from the convenience store? I. Uh, that was. Was the that second interview one. number two? That was number two. Okay. That yeah. was some crazy shit. And we still talk about that we in our still do this in our, in our workshop. I did notice that the um, we only had one new subscriber to the Erotic Awakening newsletter. 
Uh, that would be Scott in Indiana. Welcome to the newsletter, Scott. You too could join the newsletter by going out to our website. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a link to join the newsletter where once a month or so we send you out information on there should be one all yeah kinds there of should be one coming do. out soon because i need to put in the stuff for beyond the love mm-hmm. and we have a couple of new workshops and maybe something about the podcast network but i think that was the last one and we'll see what we can come up with mm-hmm. maybe somebody's tentacle link i'm <laughs> sure <Surely> we could <laughs> so we have quite the interesting tentacle link, uh, and I've taken to putting photos of that I into the show notes. I see that. That's hot. This one came from <laughs> Tease D, and yeah. it appears to be a metal octopus reaching down with some chains, holding up a uh, um, rubber-clad lady. I'm going to guess that's a rubber-clad lady, but it's a really Looks neat way it. to do a suspension scene. Um, because it's a tent, it's an octopus sort of uh-huh. leg spread out device that she's being um, hung suspended from. Yeah, from. Suspended yes, from. Yes. That's pretty hot looking. That's pretty hot. Looking. So thank you, Tease D, for that tentacle link. Mm. And um, oh, oh, hey, guess who sent me uh, pictures of food on boobs? Really? Who? Nobody. <laughs> no one at all is sending me pictures of food on oh. boobs. Apparently, my fetish is not as popular as tentacle. Uh oh, I'm gonna uh, have to get some. Some of my boobs with food. <laughs> <laughs> I expect for my 50th birthday, quite the buffet on boobs. <laughs> nice. Um, so what else did we do early on that had some win and some fail? Do you remember? Oh, do you remember the very first play party we ever went to? Oh, I got a great story about that. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> Here's a fail. I was, uh, we were at our first, at this point, we'd already met some people in the mm-hmm. local community. And the local community here is very new and very young. Or uh, hidden. Not, or hidden. There was uh, political, internal political stuff. We don't know. Because well, we came in after some of it was gone. Yeah. And apparently things had just blown up, but we'd missed right. all that. So right. uh, the, there was a group so was called Moral find. that it was just mm-hmm. being built. And... We went to a play party uh, in somebody's basement, mm-hmm. as they as you do. And I remember one of the mistakes I made was uh-huh. somebody invited me to spank someone else, right? Right. And I was spanking that person. And um, I oh. really went at it because I wanted to show my worth. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I, who that was. I do, too. <laughs> and I quickly went from zero to 60. Um, where they were, you know, I got way past their threshold because I didn't warm them up. So the fail there that I would advise people when you do go to your first or second or third or 107th play party, leave your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. Play within your means and explore all the space that you have within the skill set that you have. Perhaps increase your skill set, but leave your ego at the door. You're not there to prove yourself to anyone, be it the other doms or the submissives or yourself wow i'd forgotten about that yeah. one i was thinking about the basement garage party oh yes was that the <laughs> i don't know that that first? would have been a fail on our part i think that was, no, that was funny. the first one that uh, one was funny it was it not is, funny i to tell me. you what though i cried it is, certainly does <laughs> it does include some advice so tell that okay. story oh my gosh so that was our first in la party mm-hmm. and it was at somebody's house and um, I, you know what? I really think that was our first party, but I'm not positive. It could the the other one could have been, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was naked up on the web, and you heard somebody's voice. You brought me down. I, I don't even remember the, the whole scenario of that. All I remember is hearing the voice mm-hmm. and somebody that had arrived at the party. And uh, I'm terrified. I, I spent a lot of time terrified at the beginning. <laughs> and you decided to treat it with humor. Because mm-hmm. on the way over there, we had played the game. Who would be the funniest person to see at this party? Right. Right? And we had gone through all kinds of people that we thought would be funny, just trying to relieve some of our stress about going to this party. And um, then all of a sudden, there is a voice at the door that we both recognized. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of looked at each other. And you decided to treat it with humor. As the couple that had come with us, the female half of that one, is got her arms wrapped around me in the corner as I'm rocking back and forth crying. (laughs) (laughs) Because... The voice was of um, someone that we both worked with. Yes, yes. A co-worker, uh, somebody that was actually, you were training them? I was going to be training them yeah. in, in what I did at, at the work. Um, I was going to be training them the following week. And everything that was going through my head was like, oh, my God, you know, here we work together. And, you know, he's never going to listen to me because he's going to find out I'm a submissive. And, you know, just all this stuff. You decided to treat it with humor. Mm-hmm. And you jumped into the living room with your cell phone and made some comment that only he would understand from work yeah work like this work right. emergency work thing right right i've come to gather you it's a work right. emergency or something like that and come to find out he was the president of the group yes <laughs> um and that was the same party where i remember clearly the very first time I, I was down in the basement somebody came over and said oh yeah i published this newsletter they were having a just it was just a nice conversation mm-hmm. they were introducing themselves in their newsletter it just so happened this guy was naked Right. And at that time, when you're brand new to things, having a naked guy standing in front of you talking, it was kind of just, it was just surreal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that party, we ended up seeing sounds. We ended up seeing, oh, I forget what it's called, when they came in the bottom of somebody's feet. Uh-huh. We saw some not newbie stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, I want to say a, it starts with the B, Bas, Bastinado. Ba, yes, Bastinado. Thank you. So... What do you do when you're at a clearly BDSM-identified, be it a play party, a large event, or even a munch? And someone you know, maybe you know somebody from work, from Mm -hmm. church, Mm -hmm. walks in. For me, at this point, the advice I would give is you are both at the same place for the same reason. Make friends. Yeah. Go up and say hi and say, hmm. You know, you you can treat it with humor, but don't put them on the spot. Right. You know, you can just say, you know, huh, you've got this interest too. We may have some things to talk about, you Mm -hmm. know. We ended up becoming really good friends with that person. Yeah, absolutely. You can, absolutely. Um, My personal favorite is just go up to the person and say, hi, have we met? (laughs) And you're giving them the opportunity to say, no, no, I have no fucking clue who you are. You can say, great, I don't know who you are either. Mm -hmm. And you walk away. But the thing that I do remember, and I keep in mind exactly what you said, if they're there for the same reason you are. Mm-hmm. So or maybe in, maybe they're not there for the exact same reason, but they're <laughs> there because they've decided to explore a fetish in some fashion. Right. So you've both outed yourself at the same time, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and you can assume that they don't want you talk, going back to work and talking about who they saw at a party as much as you don't want. Neither one of you wants that to happen. <laughs> Exactly. So that is our first 
a combo of our first play parties mm -hmm. into one big story there. If you'd like to tell us about your first play party, you can write us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or use the Got Comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. Or you can also be someone who licks us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Erotic Awakening, all one word. So, or just find us on FetLife, Erotic Awakening, two words. Look for the owners. That would be us. I actually, we got a voicemail from someone recently. We do have voicemail, 614-414-2072. It was, but I, I uh, Google Translate fucked it up so bad, and I did not get back to it until I actually got an email from this person as well. Okay. So eventually, I heard back from this, but I haven't heard. I gotta go check my spam filter because I haven't heard back from them. So if mm. um, person who is oh my god, what state was it? I think it was Oklahoma. What's the one state? Oh, what? Tulsa. Tulsa. Yes. Yeah. So Tulsa listener, if you're still listening, um, I think my I tried to reply and I think it ended up in the spam filter. So. We'll go take another look. That was a little sidebar completely from the <laughs> theme of the podcast into personal business. Um, so that's that. Do you, what would you say is the biggest fail we've had to overcome when it comes to kink? Notice now. Besides the triggers? Um, no, if the triggers is the biggest fail, then it's the biggest fail. And I'm taking. We poly out of it because that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. So where, where we've had some struggles, but mm -hmm. but have done done a lot of work. Um, so in the kink, I know the, the, the first one that came to my mind. Okay, I know I've what got, mine is. I've got a few that I'd like to float with, but go ahead. The first one that came to my mind is a. I, it's just maybe it's not the biggest one. Here's the one that came to mind. I had a slave at the time, slave C. <gasps> And Slave C. she okay, negotiated to, she had, she, we were at a play party together. She said, hey, master, so-and-so wants to massage me. And oh, I said, oh, yeah, C. this guy's okay. known for being a massage guy at mm -hmm. these parties. Go for it. Go get a nice massage. I'll be doing something different. She came back to me afterwards and told me that the massage included um, genital manipulation, fingering her. Right. And... I really had absolutely no clue how to respond to that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was completely inappropriate. It, it violated the boundaries of the what was set up. Right. Nowadays, I know, oh, you know what? I should go directly to that masseuse guy and the person running the party and say, here's the situation, folks. It was wrong. I mm -hmm. want an apology, and I want it corrected. Right. And, by the, and, and I probably should have left at that point as well. I should have taking care of slave C. Mm -hmm. Instead, I was so concerned about the protocols and um, not wanting to seem like a wuss at this party and just was flabbergasted that it happened and it challenged who I was as a master, blah, blah, blah. Did just didn't handle it at all. Um, so that, to me, is probably the biggest fail I've had in Kinkland. Mm-hmm. Big fucking deal for me at the time. Um, it's funny because the other two I can think of are little, but they're yours. No, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> One of them involves spirit gum. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was mine. Or cinnamon oil. That was also mine. <laughs> or nipple clamps and the rope flogger. 
Uh, see, now that one I don't take. <laughs> that was my accident. That was a simple accident. Um, and we should talk about, I guess, with Slave Gem. Um, uh-huh. I, and I'll give you a short version. We're going to a uh, party. A Halloween party. A Halloween party. Uh-huh. I had some elf ears. I said, Slave Gem, put these elf ears on your elf on your ears. Right. Use the spirit gum to hold them on. She said, I don't want to. Or she said, gee, I don't think that's a good idea. I said, uh-huh. slave, shut the fuck up and do what I tell you to do. <laughs> she did so. She had a latex allergy and a bad reaction to, to the latex those ears. latex ears. <laughs> on a side note, hey, Slave Gem, I understand, although Slave Gem has long left the Slave Gem realm and turned into a grown into the person, uh, the authentic person she's becoming just mm-hmm. the same. We'll you still were, call her Slave Gem. We will still call her Slave Gem, and we will say uh, congratulations on your engagement to Yay! be married. And I get to do the wedding. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, that is going to be. Uh-huh. You're doing the wedding? I am. I'm oh, doing the wedding. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I did realize that. You're right. She came right? and talked to you about mm-hmm. that. Oh, she neat. Did. So that's going to be awesome. That's just so cool how, you know, people that have been released or or whatever come in and out of our lives are still, like, on the edge and still come to yeah, us when they yeah. need us. So. And it's neat to see that they that they they're growing and following mm-hmm. their life path. Mm-hmm. She's trying to. She's trying to. I uh, probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> she's trying to convert him. <laughs> the other ass and the other. So how do you recover from that fail? You accept responsibility right. for it. Very simple. Right. I made a mistake. I thought that her retinence was she didn't want to look silly. Mm-hmm. It was actually she had a latex allergy. Right. And I and although I knew that, it did not strike me that these ears, you know, I think condoms, not right. ears. Right. So you take responsibility for it. I took mm-hmm. responsibility for it. I apologized. And um, I continued to be her master. You know, when you have something like that, not losing confidence is, is, is the challenge. Right. Right. So you, you live and learn. You accept the fact that no matter how big a capital letter you your capital letter is, you're going to make mistakes. And the, the cinnamon oil, man, people tease me with that now because I just see cinnamon oil and I just kind of clench because it's like, no. But you know what? It never ended up making it to my limit list of any sort because I just sat here and thought about, you know, I really should have put that somewhere. <laughs> but um, you had decided to use, it wasn't used for punishment. It was for a scene. Mm-hmm. And you had me tied to the headboard. And you decided to use a little bit of cinnamon oil that you, you had heard that, you know, it causes sensation on the clit. So you were going to use some on my clit while I was tied to the headboard. And the person that had mentioned it to, to Dan had not mentioned that a little dab will do you. Right. Or that water will spread it. Yeah. <laughs> so a little more than a dab was used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we figured out that I was on fire, we decided to fix it with water. Right. And that Which just, did just not work. makes it oil, water, not slide to nooks and crannies yes. that are even more tender. So yes, all all Dan has to do now is pull out that little bottle of cinnamon oil, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> still don't like it. You know where you can get cinnamon oil. Ooh, you know what? Maybe we should try to turn that into a little scene now. <laughs> I'm a masochist. All right, Cope's coming up. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Cope is coming up in just under two Two weeks. weeks. Scarlet Sanctuary by Dan and Dawn and Lynn and Julian and Karen and the 
graduates of the POTQ is just one of the things you'll find at the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion. It's not too late to get on the waiting list. Head over to adventuresandsexuality.org. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I agree. It's going to be so much fun. But now you're going to have to do my bump. Oh, we switched it. Didn't we did. So, do you know where else you can find cinnamon oil, maybe? Where? I'll have to go look. Because there's some other things I want to get from there, too. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From butt plugs to... Cinnamon oil? Cinnamon oil, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Use Dan and Dawn for a 20% discount. Actually, it's the code Dan and Dawn, not Dan and Dawn ourselves. So we could give them a 20% discount. We could. could. Use the code Dan and Dawn for a 20% discount. Also want to mention, um, and I will probably mention this again next week, but if you go over to Polyamory Weekly, if you listen to show 400 of Polyamory Weekly and... Boy, we talk about, ooh, we're on episode 333. Mm-hmm. Cunning Minx is on episode 400. Nice. But anyway, we, along with Karen, are featured on episode 400, Polyamory for Introverts. So we'll talk about that more. That'll be our topic for next week's podcast. I think that'd be an awesome topic because we actually learned a lot about ourselves, you know, just, just talking about that with other people. So, Any other BDSM fails that you want to... Um, um you know, no, I can think of, like I said, the fa- and I don't want to call them fails, but the things that seem to affect us the most are when we hit the triggers. So, like, uh, there was a time that you went to take my photograph, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was a trigger. Yes. And um, you ended up working on that with me, so I'm okay now on that one. Um, there are uh, other fails, other fails, besides breaking canes on my ass. <laughs> That's um, not a fail. That's much of honor. <laughs> you know, and there's, yeah, so there's one... Make sure if you're going to buy toys, mm-hmm. your best bet is not to go to Spencer Gifts mm-hmm. or to get cheap overseas junk. Right. Quality toys for in your bedroom will be satisfactory because you won't be breaking shit, leaving splinters. Um, and in the middle of your scene, you have a ruined implement, so you have to change gears. Also, when you go, if you do play publicly at a public dungeon, uh, people actually have some confidence in you if you've got nice quality toys. So that next scene that you might get into, that might be of value to you. Right. You know what? I can think of another fail. Okay. Here's the one we'll end the show on. Okay. So, it's a good so one. this is the one that I do take some responsibility for. Um, and that is when I set up a date for the both of us. We w- drove Go north yes. with um, a couple that was up there. And we were going, me and him, we're going to go play in the woods. And he had set up this spot in the woods. Uh And the way he was talking and, you know, I had met him at an event. So it's not like he was a stranger. We had done a lot of chatting, a lot of discussing the scene and how to make it safe because it was going to be in the woods. Uh And um, you weren't going to be there. It was just going to be me and him. And it was going to be our first scene. And um, we did. You stayed with his wife and, you know, stayed at the house. And I went back into the woods with him. And he had the screws and the trees, you know, and he had it all he had it all um, uh, set up and everything. But um, I won't go into a lot of the details because I don't know if he listens 
to the podcast or not. Yeah, so, would, yeah. But um, the fail on my part was to make sure that he was experienced. Mm-hmm. Because we had done a lot of talking, and with the way some of the play went, I ended up being able to tell that he was inexperienced. Right. And when we left, I was like, so how many scenes have you had? He's like, well, this was my first, but I've done a lot of reading. Right. And I was like, oh, man, if you had told me this was your first scene, it would still have happened, but it would have been so different for both of us. Sure. You know, it just would have taken on a different energy. I wouldn't have been, um, oh, what word am I going to use? And I can't think. Well, it's a matter of expectations. Yeah. You wouldn't right. be, you're, you're. I you was ha- upset because it didn't go the way that, right, that I wanted it to go. Right. Because you expected uh, this skilled player to know what the hell he was doing. Mm-hmm. Where when you play with somebody for the first time, you know, oh, boy, this can go this way or that way. Right. But it'll be fine whatever happens. Right. My expectations, I still would have done it because I love the idea of playing in the woods. And it just, I, you're right. I would have had different expectations. Um, it, yeah, it just, it, it would have been different. I, I really I, wish he had spoken up. I, I totally agree. And I'll say something else that threw me for that particular whole, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. When we arrived at their house, and this is the first time that we were with them. Right. I think we chatted beforehand, but this is the first time we'd actually spent any significant amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. And we'd gone there to play, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. We, there just so happens we arrive at their house, their kids are there, and their kids say, oh, so you're mommy and daddy's new boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And that was just really off-putting for me because... A little strong. What have you been telling your children in that... I mean, I don't care that you're open about... The fact you've got uh, boyfriends and girlfriends. Right. It's your kids. You deal. But we weren't anybody's boyfriend and girlfriend at that Mm -hmm. point. We were people just. So you'd already been talking about us in such a way that you'd already claimed us for that. So that was a little little much for me. We don't like being claimed. Yes. Unless we've given permission. Yes. (laughs) Because there are a few (laughs) that can't say that now. That is true. That is true. (laughs) Oh. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for Fetish Board Play Friday, 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 <laughs> located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Fetish Ohio. Friday, this event provides new and engaging Friday, kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Friday, classes begin at 8 p.m. Friday, with party immediately Friday. following. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m., immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasures and MPC crew coming Wednesday, September 10th. Mm -hmm. Is introverts for BDSM? BDSM for introverts. No, September 3rd. It's September two days 3rd from is now. ours. Yes. yes. Two days from now. Intro, BDSM, the Introverts Guide to BDSM at, yes. the, at the Columbus Insights Center. So with the MPC, follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dom. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>